everyone! Welcome to our first episode of Out for Lunch. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah. I'm your other host, Brooke. And our podcast, we don't really want to predetermine what it's going to be about, but we are, to put it short, we're in our 20s. We recently moved to Montreal and we are currently sitting in our closet trying to figure out what to do with our lives. So stay tuned! (laughs) Thanks for joining us for lunch today, guys. Um, today, me and Brooke prepared a delicious lunch. <laughs> Want to tell them, Brooke? Our favorite. <laughs> well, we have a little bit of a switch up today. It's, it's kombucha and, and white, white rum. rum. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> My favorite lunch. My favorite 9 p.m. lunch. My favorite 9 p.m. lunch. Um, but yeah, we've been wanting to start this podcast for a while. Um, now that we're in the third wave here in Montreal, pandemic central of Canada. Mm-hmm. There's no better time <laughs> to do no it. There's no better time to do it. We have had a curfew for the past three months now, I think. Yeah, since January. January 8th, I believe. It started out at 8 p.m., so 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. Everyone had to be inside. Hunker down for the night. <laughs> Hunker down for the night. Lucky for us. Lucky for us. March 17th. Guys, get this. <laughs> Big change. Curfew was moved to 9.30 p.m. So now, now we can be outside until 9.30 p.m. Um, but long story short, we <laughs> essentially spent like 24-7 at home. Yeah, inside. So. <laughs> So, you guys are about to get some really good content out of us for the next um, five years that we will be spending. No, with do, not, do not put that out there. I'm not putting that out there. Manifestation. Curfew will be done in a month. I'm manifesting that. They just reevaluated it tonight, but to no avail. It's staying 9.30 p.m. We're still stuck here. Um, but yeah, we, like Brooke said earlier, we're not, we don't want to predetermine what this podcast is going to be about. Um, I think it's just going to be a mix about our daily lives, talking about how we stay productive, because I feel like both of us are semi-obsessed with productivity. That is so true. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. It's probably a mental illness, but, um, and yeah, just talking about hobbies we've been doing during lockdown, um, I think we what we really want to do is like invite friends on mm-hmm. or strangers. Interview them. Our for... old Tinder dates. <laughs> <laughs> um interview them, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Just have conversations about anything and everything that we find super interesting or things we've been been thinking about a lot. So that's gonna be the main focus, I think. With all the free time we've had with the curfew and everything, I took up reading, apparently. <laughs> took up reading. I read the first book I have read in decades, which is called The Defining Decade oh, by wow. Meg J. Meg J? Is that it? Yeah, that Meg was J. Right. Smooth transition. Oh, my earring just fell off. And it is a book to drive you into... A mental crisis mm-hmm. or mental breakdown. To say the least. Maybe contemplate your whole life. <laughs> Every little decision. Uh, yeah, I suggested the book to book to Brooke. Um, I think I read it like a month before you. Mm-hmm. And I was, I just went psycho. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Everything felt like life or death for me. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I did learn a lot from it. 
I want to say that I'm a better person after <laughs> reading it. Um, but yeah, it's a great book. It's her main, I think her main goal with the book is just getting people in the 20s to think about the impact of their decisions more. Um, so she talks about like career, relationships, networking, kind of all that. And kind of, um, what's the word? Goes against what society says about our 20s, how we're supposed to, you know... Explore. Explore, have a good time, not take anything too seriously. Um, which I think is great. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily bad advice. But she tells... Or she makes us think about where we're going to be in our 30s if we just continually do that for, like, mm-hmm. an entire decade. Um... Because your 20s have, they do have such an impact on honestly, the I feel rest like, of your life. I feel like it kind of, deter- it honestly it, does determine it's true. your it entire does. life. It really does. Which is terrifying. <laughs> because we're like, what, a quarter of the way through and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what have I determined already? Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things I got out of the book, well, I got a lot out of the book, but... The networking section was really big for me because I feel like I've, I'm really bad at networking. I hated that in my undergrad so much. And I think that definitely prevented me from like getting jobs after my bachelor's degree, signing up just going to grad school. But it even prevented me from like getting into the schools I wanted because I just, I put it off or I just didn't put as much effort into networking mm-hmm. as I should have. You never know where, like, that one connection could lead you to either. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, widespread. So no matter where you are in the world, that, like, one connection could bring you, like, a whole new group of friends or uh-huh. <clears throat> anything. But... but, yeah, I was telling Brooke, I was inspired by her LinkedIn profile. Because <laughs> <laughs> Brooke has 500 plus followers. <laughs> Had for LinkedIn. <laughs> I wish. Um, but yeah, so lately I have my only goal for networking right now because honestly it's kind of hard to network in COVID when Very. you don't see anybody or talk to anybody. Um, is to get 500 connections on LinkedIn. Which I'm trying to decide how useful that is. What do you think now that you have, now that you've reached that mark? It hasn't... Well, I don't know. I've I've talked to some cool people on there that are like a a strangely common educational background to myself, like oh, gone yeah. to the exact same schools and lived in the same cities, which is a little bit bizarre, but uh-huh. it hasn't other than that, like other than like <laughs> a conversational level of <laughs> just talking to people, it it hasn't really done anything else i mean eventually if you're gonna look for a job i'm sure you could like message people you have yeah as a connection or i feel like lately applying for jobs online a lot of places like say oh give us your linkedin profile just to check you out to see like yeah so i think if you have like a good profile and you they see like oh this person has like 500 plus connections Mm -hmm. then you're obviously gonna have a foot in the door more than more than others but there's some the the one great thing is my my school has a group set up where they post um, like 
job ads um, that are relevant to each um, field of study that people are uh-huh. in. So they like consistently post like marketing jobs in the group I'm in uh-huh. that are like we qualify for. So it's not like you're just like sifting oh, through that's so nice. jobs that you aren't going to get. Yeah. Like you will. Mm-hmm. You're you are qualified to get them. So I wish. I was talking to uh, what is it? Job coach? Is that what you call them? Maybe. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, and she said, she said, okay, let's say you're looking for a job online and you find a company you, you really want to work for or, like, they post a job opening. She said one of the best things to do is to go to the company, the company's LinkedIn, and then find people who are currently working at the company and literally just message them and be like, hey, I wonder if there's job openings yes. that you can, like, point me in the right direction. Because that automatically gives you a connection, and then they can, like, refer you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like referrals are the best way to get a job these days. That's so true. That's also, like, a, such a a different way of them to, to hear about you. Yeah. Because they get probably hundreds of resumes every day. Uh-huh. So having that extra, like, push from an actual employee would be... Yeah. Which I also just found out because I went to, like, this... A seminar on resumes. I don't know. It was like a couple weeks ago. But anyway, <laughs> it's actually useful information. Um, but when you apply to a job online or you like submit your resume, they have like this software oh, where they yes. sift through resumes. What's it called? I forgot. Um, I wrote it down somewhere, but I can't remember. I'm not sure, but it, it like highlight it goes through the words to see if the skill set matches up right something like that so ever since i heard about that it's so weird but i've been seeing tiktoks about how to format your resume so that you can get through the software and i'm like you're kidding i didn't know it was that intense it's pointless though because if you're it's people do that and then like make the the words that match up white so you don't actually see them but then they'll pass through the software but that's Almost pointless because then their actual resume isn't qualified for the job anyways, so... I've never heard of that. But I've never really looked into it, so maybe it does work, but... I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I honestly have never really applied for jobs before, until now, Mm because I'm, like, needing one for the summer. But all other jobs I've had in the past were, honestly, through people. Or music jobs are different. But when I have a non-music job, it's been like, oh, this person's hiring. I can just, like, oh, okay. whatever. But now that I'm trying to apply for jobs, it's so much harder and it's so much work and I hate it. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> it's stressful. And starting a new job is so stressful, like, being That's the in a new environment every day. And, I mean, uh-huh. it could be a great thing. Like, maybe you would love your job and it would, like, improve your life so much, but... I know, it's always a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Another form of networking, which is my favorite form of networking, <laughs> I'm just kidding, is dating, <laughs> which is another section of the book. Um, and I think her main, the main thing she stress is, stresses, is that a word? Yeah. Um, is to be aware of who you're dating, think more critically about it, and just be conscious of who you invest your time in definitely that i think that segment may have had the biggest impact <laughs> on me out of the whole book <laughs> me too it was scary yeah it is because we're just told like oh date around have fun date exactly. whoever like don't take it too seriously and after reading that i was like oh shit 
I've got to get married in three months. <laughs> I feel like one of the most heard phrases is like, um, in your 20s, figure out what you like and what you don't like uh-huh. in people, which is like true, true enough, but to the I, like, Honestly, at this age, you should know the basics, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, as someone who is not a big planner on essentially all life events, <laughs> but especially on, like, dating, <laughs> that was, like, hard advice to accept. Because um, I always just... Before, I'd always accept the advice being, like, oh, just go with the flow, mm-hmm. see what happens... And so that always led me down the path of never having to commit to anything. Not just not just in relationships, but like like friendships or like mm-hmm. jobs or anything. Um, yeah, not having to commit to anything serious and delaying making big decisions. Which that's, I still do, but like now I'm aware of it. <laughs> that's actually such a big problem in like our generation not oh even gosh. big decisions like decisions in general at all any any decision and i think part of that stems from in our heads we have an unlimited amount of decisions or opportunities at this age which she also mentions she says really we have less opportunities than we think we do do you remember that part of the book yeah <laughs> it's like resetting in again mm-hmm. she said I wrote down a quote. She said, people in their 20s have fewer options than we're led to believe that we have. Yeah. Because you're told, like, you can do anything with your life, blah, blah, blah. But when you think about it and you actually break down, like, your skill set, your experience, uh, where you live, your background, it really narrows down your options. Oh, absolutely. And in my head, I'm like, I could do anything Mm -hmm. I wanted. But when I actually look look at it, like, I have two, almost two music degrees and, like, some relevant work experience, but I'm not going to be able to go work in a lab. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, you know what? I hate this. I'm going to, like, go get, like, a quick three-year science degree. Yeah. and Go get a job in the lab. Like, no, I'm almost 23. I can't just completely (laughs) change my life course. That's true. That's why, like, college is pushed so early on and people uh-huh. are like don't worry like don't worry too much about it because you can mm-hmm. always like change your Which, degree or whatnot and you can but definitely but do you want to be like 32 and in a starting like a starting position at a new company you know what i mean yeah like, with no experience so she also when she mentioned like you got to think about where you want to be when you're 30 when mm-hmm. you're 35 and then, like, go backwards from that. I remember her talking about, or asking one of her clients, like, okay, do you want to have kids? She's like, yeah. She's like, well, what age do you want to have kids at? Um, and that made me think, because I was like, okay, let's say, let's say someone wants to start having kids at, like, 32, mm-hmm. which is a pretty average age. Then you have to think back to, okay, how many years do you want to be married before that? Yeah. How many years do you want to date someone before you marry them? And it really narrows your time frame. That's like, I guess, the other day when you were like, um, I feel like now I'm making all my decisions for future me, which yeah. is like great to for a certain degree, like to a certain degree, because that'll benefit you in the yeah. long run. But then you're maybe not enjoying like the moment uh-huh. as much as you could because you're worrying more about the future. I know. I'm trying to find the balance of 
like preparing for the future but also enjoying what I'm doing now exactly that's like how to be happy in oh, for in the long which ru- the long run sounds so simple but it's really not not at all. especially this last year I feel like I've only lived in the future hmm because like there was nothing really to enjoy so to say in, like the mm-hmm. last year of COVID I mean looking back on it I'm like oh all of it was great I was able to do this and this or like focus on myself more and stuff but it was constantly with the mindset of oh as soon as COVID's over I'll be prepared to do this and this so that's why I feel like this year went by so fast because I was not living in the moment at all even still like stuff is still and we keep on continuing to say when COVID's over Uh, I know we're doing this like and I I I swear as soon as COVID's over we're gonna be like (laughs) as soon as we're graduated as soon as we have this salary whatever then we can do this as soon as we move again or something and then it's a never-ending cycle and then before you know it we'll be like in our 50s <laughs> don't even Where say that go? it's true though i still can't believe uh, like i have no idea where this year went where last year oh went oh my gosh it's a blur and it's a complete blur apart from uh, being really focused on my decisions and how they're going to impact my future i feel like my other main goal for this year was to be more present or live in the moment which I honestly I don't know how to do that (laughs) I really don't I've been trying to find ways to do it and I it's hard to be like aware of to just enjoy what you're doing yeah I swear anything I any activity I do or any like when I'm doing schoolwork when I'm doing work I'm constantly thinking about the next thing yeah, or just something else, like something... Something else, and that's why it takes me so long to get through an assignment. Because mm-hmm. I'm not fully focused on it. Hannah and I moved to Montreal at the optimal worst time anyone could ever, ever move to this city. And of all <laughs> the cities in Canada during the pandemic, we chose the worst one. So it has been... Very interesting to meet people and make friends because mm-hmm. it's, uh, and like, first of all, nothing is open. I think everything closed, like, maybe the week after we got here. So Yeah, we, so we had, like, a week or two to, like... Explore a little bit, which we did not because we were <laughs> in the process of moving, moving. moving apartments, <laughs> which is a completely other story. For another day. Another day. But, um... We've been, we've met some really great people so far, um, due to networking and maybe networking apps. <laughs> One of them being called Tinder. We have had a, what's it called? Tin corn. Corn, corn Tinder. Tinder. Corn Tinder experience. This was pre like major lockdown. Um, but yeah, that was great. Um, it's fun you know, going on the Tinder in a new city, especially when you're in a new city where they speak a different language. <laughs> so we did a lot of Google translating. Brooke specifically has a great story. <laughs> this this one lovely, lovely person <laughs> I matched with on Tinder and we were talking for quite a while, like really a couple did. a couple weeks. Um and he only spoke French. And I wanted to talk to him, so I used Google Translate the entire time 
to talk to him and then he was like okay like maybe we could meet up socially distanced and go for a walk and I was like fuck shoot I I don't speak French at all so the day that we were supposed to meet I finally told him I was like I gotta like, just tell you I don't speak French well at all barely do I speak English let alone French and he was like oh Gosh, I had no idea, but maybe we could make this work. So we met up anyways with my, my French dictionary. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, it went well, so... And... It's just that a, just goes to show. Yeah, it goes to show. You can do anything you set your mind to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been fun because I feel like it's a great way to learn a new language. Not The best way. Yeah, I mean date people of who speak another language or just you know make friends but i feel like that's definitely how i have progressed in my french which is honestly barely anything but i, I think it's really really like a lot better than you think too yeah that's true i feel like you're always so self-conscious yeah your second language i don't even know if i want to call it my second language at all <laughs> it is <laughs> But it's especially great to, like, learn the lingo. Yeah, on, like, a conversational level rather uh-huh. than just being taught, like, verb conjugation and stuff, which... Because even when you were in French courses, mm-hmm. I feel like you learned a lot, but then when you go to speak it with people, it's like, oh, your French sounds so proper or so weird yeah, and boring. Yeah, you know? exactly. But... It's I I actually really like living in a place where the language is different. I'm not sure why, but Me too. I think so it's fun. so cool being like outside and hearing like honestly, Montreal you hear like so many different languages here. It depends where you are too. Yeah. Like especially our area in Mile End. I feel like we hear quite a like variety. Yeah. Especially cuz there's like a large Jewish population so then you get to hear Yiddish, yeah. which I've never heard yeah. like in real life before, so that's so fun. Which also, if you haven't watched what's it called? Unorthodox, Unorthodox. watch it. Best series. I think they might have I think that came out like during the pandemic. I think I think so, yeah. I've watched it like 3 times. It's so good. Really and it's good. so like not historically. It's so um culturally accurate. Mm-hmm. Like I watched how they made the whole show and they like made sure to follow all the cultural details, Amazing. which is so cool. Sorry about our little tangent there. <laughs> Back to our Tinder, our quarantine Tinder. We just wanted to say normalize Tinder friendships. Um, <laughs> they could be a great addition to your <laughs> your quarantine times. <laughs> so normalize them. Please. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening to our very first episode of Out for Lunch. There's so much more where this came from. Join us next week for lunch and every week after that. Thanks, guys. Bye.